so much. Thank you again. Open your Bibles if you would. Hopefully you got a, a card or a, excuse me, you got a handout maybe as you came in. <clears throat> I have to really think about this. Make sure you got a handout as you came in and uh, and take uh, take note of that some of you uh, some of you ask sometimes hey I, I didn't know so-and-so's birthday or you look and you don't see your birthday all that means is we don't have it or we have it uh, incorrectly and so so if you don't see something right an anniversary birthday any of those kind of things you can just uh, own <clears throat> on one of these is my uh, is my cell in the, in the email you can just, just get that to us you can write on a piece of paper hand it to me as you're leaving and we'll uh, and we'll take care of that no one is excluded or left out uh, on uh, on purpose, it's just it just means we don't have we don't have a good uh, good data, and so we uh, we long we long to do that and to honor you uh, that way and let folks rejoice with you. Let folks rejoice with you, and so we uh, we celebrate we celebrate the the Hutton's twentieth uh, anniversary twentieth anniversary this weekend, and uh, Tommy Tommy and uh, Joji rejoice and hope you celebrate with them. You haven't got a chance to say congratulations to them as well. And some of you haven't had a chance to congratulate uh, Tiffany and Phoenix and uh, as they're expecting. And so exciting uh, things uh, happening and going on. So we're really, really thrilled with that. And so make sure you love on folks again we'll, as uh, things continue on. Then uh, I saw Scott just a second ago. And so many of you haven't got a chance to hug Scott's neck. Scott and Amanda have uh, had their baby. And so uh, they had their baby. And a few weeks in, they gave each other, they passed each other the flu and the sickness. And so anyway, you hadn't seen them in a minute. But uh, we're glad they're feeling better. And make sure you congratulate uh, him and uh, and them. And uh, so, and and so, and Scott has one request. He'd like to come to your house and take a nap. Uh, and uh, so, I'm teasing. He didn't tell me that. So, Colossians 1.17, you've sat for a moment or two. Let's just stand. I'm on the clock. I'm going to be brief as I can. And, uh, and uh, so, Colossians 1.17, verse 18, we read it just a moment ago. Let's say it again. He's before, or excuse me, let me read it to you. He's before all things. By him, all things consist. He's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. In all things, he might have the preeminence. John 3, verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things, all the stuff they were worried about, will be added unto you. If you'll allow me, I want to talk about, I want to talk about putting God first. Putting God first in 2023. Putting God first. Father, thank you for the moment and for the morning, for the opportunity. Thank you for these dear folks. Thank you for who you've added to your church. Thank you for those who've been baptized this past year. Thank you for those who are walking in discipleship now. Thank you for the changing of life. Thank you for those who are close. Lord, Lord, they're ready, more ready than they've ever been to put away their works and their, and their, and their clinging to a baptism or a confirmation or the fact that they're, that they're different now. They don't party all the time. And, uh, whatever that is, but Father, they've still not repented of their sins, put their faith and trust in you. I pray even today that that would take place. I ask you to work in hearts and lives. And Father, I pray you'd help all of us. We get busy in the routine, and, uh, and we, we seemingly put you not in the right place. And I ask you to help us this morning. Help us to commit to put you first in our lives, not, not just, just in a service, but every day. And I pray it in your son's wonderful name. 
and amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> we had a little car issue and all yesterday in the Holloman household got me thinking, and then and then as uh, different ones are talking about uh, new babies and, and expecting and all these kind of things and how thrilled in my soul that I haven't bought a diaper in quite some time and and uh, and, and I got to thinking I got to thinking we don't we don't own a minivan. We don't need a minivan anymore. We, uh, as far as I know, we, we have no need of a minivan, and uh, and so, <laughs> and so. But I, but uh, we had a, we had a we had a flat tire. Uh, we we had it. I think it was, I think it was a, a it was the, we had a Honda kind of minivan. We had a flat tire, and so we needed to dig in, get the tire. And, and changes. Everybody following the story so far. This has been years ago. I don't know. I, I don't know. Riley was. Uh, yeah, it must have been because uh, we had to Honda later. But anyway. and so we're there. And uh, and this is this is going to be helpful for all of you, uh, about expecting or, or just just had a baby or something. And uh, and so we get in there. And so it's no problem. And so we pull back the carpet, uh, the carpet kind of thing, and we start digging in. And uh, and I don't reckon I had been in that cavity. And. Uh, and and I couldn't find the tire, I couldn't find the tire. There was uh, there were bottles and bottles. There was uh, sippies that had fallen in there. There was uh, various paraphernalia. There was a uh, there was a change of clothes for the children because after you get caught flat-footed a couple of times, you start carrying clothes around for your kids. There was a change of clothes, and then there was the last of the world's uh, Cheerio population. And, uh, in fact, when we sold the, the Honda, we apologized people bought it said, we tried. But there are Cheerios left. Uh, they're still in there. And we couldn't do it. And I'm, and I'm doing it. And I'm, I'm digging through. And I'm a little bewildered. And I'm a little upset. Man, we've been riding around with toxic dump, you know, in the back of the vehicle here and the children and all. And, of course, I didn't think that after I pulled one of the chairs out one time. I'm like, no, it's worse up here. And, you know, I'm going in there. I finally got to what I needed. Finally got to what I needed. I'm sitting there going, man, why, why haven't I cleaned this out? <laughs> why, why have I never even thought about cleaning this out? Why have I not checked on it? I, I had that realization, man. I hope and pray that the, that the uh, spare is not flat, uh, you know, because we're here crying baby. You know, all this kind of thing, side of the road. Uh, you know, I don't know if we'd even ever thought about AAA or something like that at this point. And I'm there, and I'm, I'm just doing that whole, that whole circus in my head. Why hadn't I done this? Why hadn't I checked on it? And truth of the matter is, truth of the matter is, we got the tire fix and all. I went straight to Advance or somewhere, and I bought, I bought extra cans of fix the flat. I mean, I, I just got us a whole kit and did all those kind of things. <coughs> and, uh, and I have to set a reminder now. I set a reminder about every couple of months. I'll go out and I'll check the vehicles, make sure they got what they need and those kind of things and look at stuff and make sure that uh, make sure stuff's not rusted. I just, I just had to do it because otherwise I don't think about it until I need it. It's just nowhere near a priority for me. I feel like sometimes in our lives, that's exactly the way we treat the Lord. We just don't think that much about it. It's not that much of a priority until we're just jammed up, until we need a job, until somebody's in the hospital, until a relationship's in a mess, until we've really blown it, or we're at some, our back's against the wall, and we're like, okay, all right, now where, what did I do with the Lord? And, and it's nice. It's nice to say, it's nice to say, man, the Lord ought to be first place in our life. But it's really, really easy to just, okay, when, when I need him, then I'll go look for him. 
and I don't think we mean to do that. I think it's just the aggregation of lots of distractions and things. And so I think your heart's probably like mine. But how, how could I do this? How could I have more of those days in 2023 where Jesus is first place rather than so many days where he's just the kind afterthought that if I have time, then I'll acknowledge him. How many of you are like me? You want more of those days where you, Jesus is put first place in 2023. Anybody besides me feel the struggle to not have him there because I just get distracted and busy and chasing things that really don't need to be in first place. Some folks call it the distraction syndrome. Other folks call it the bright and shiny. Whatever you want to call it, I'm asking us. I'm encouraging us. Our theme as we run through 2023 is to put God first, to put God first. Daniel, Daniel Diker, he pastors in Greensboro, North Carolina. He recently wrote a book, published uh, several things. He calls it the church of we in the age of me. He says if the symbol of we-focused Christianity is a cross, then that symbol only becomes a reality when comforts, conveniences, and casual Christianity are fixed to it. The church that would bravely combat the great threat of today, individualism, will not simply look like a cross, wear a cross, or brand a cross. It will be composed of believers who take up their cross. Church together for that Reason must begin and end with the cross. In the age of me, convenient spirituality has little to do with a crucified lamb. Casual Christianity affixes itself, will refuse to affix itself to a costly cross, and comfortable people will not preach about a crucified Savior. If churches are to transition from me churches to we churches, it will require that crucified men and women fasten themselves to a costly cross. Individualism wants nothing to do with that cross because it's there that self becomes severed. In a church where, in a culture where me is elevated above we, in a world where, which teaches the greatest sin is to constrain anyone from whoever they are desired to be. It's my time. It's my life. I can sit on the couch. I can do if I want to. I can go if I want to. I can read if I want to. I can pray if I want to because it's all about being faithful to me. The cross calls out, Jesus calls out, that we are to crucify the self-priorities and become a cross-like people that values the we above the me, and if you'll allow me, that values the he above any of us. I think he's on to something there. So how can I do this? May I offer you a few just very practical suggestions this, this morning? If you're still with me, say amen. If you don't, I'm going to cut the microphone back on and wake all of you up uh, and go deaf in the process. <laughs> first off, first off, if we're going to do this, give God first place in your heart. You expect me to say this? Just practical message here. Put God first in your heart. Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence for out of the issues of life. Proverbs 22, or 23, verse 26, my son, give me your heart. Let your eyes observe my ways. Matthew 22, 37, Jesus said to him, You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it. <clears throat> we were discussing one of the, one of the breakout groups, one of the small groups, rather, where it was discussing, talking about, the, talking about, uh, talking about Isaac and, and uh, talking to <coughs> Isaac and, 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 and all of that, and Isaac taking the knife in his hands, and, or Jacob and, all, and Jacob and Isaac, and all, all these kind of things. And we, you've got all this stuff going on, 
all this stuff going on and, and they're going to sacrifice his son. And I reminded you what somebody told me years ago. God doesn't want what you have. God wants what you love. Too many times the person we love the most is the one staring back at us in the mirror. We take care of our needs and our concerns and all those things. And if make sure you've given God your heart, given God your heart. Make sure you haven't offered God a barter. Lord, I'll do better and, and, and you take care of me. Nope. Surrender. Kneel. Pray. Confess. Lord, you have all of me. You have all of me. Is there any worse feeling than a husband or wife or a fiance, somebody like that, feel like that their other is cheating on them? pit of the stomach the family who becomes concerned because of the behavior is there anything more nauseating than walking into a room and somebody slapping down a keyboard a lid of a laptop or somebody quickly moving away after a smile goes across your face and who was that and they say nothing we can't stand as a society we we can't stand someone who will refu who refuses who refuses allegiance and who denies those kind of things and denies the the provows that they made to another person let me help you we need to be very careful we're not guilty of spiritual adultery give god your heart Give God your heart. Make sure it's there in salvation. Make sure it's there in surrender. Make sure it's there daily in the time that you're there. Give God your heart. Give God your heart. Say, I expect you to say that. Well, good. You expect me to say this, too. Make sure you give God the first moments of your day. <clears throat> if you're night shift, your second and third shift, you just adapt this, however this is. If your day starts in complete chaos, then give God the first parts of, of your lunch hour. Whenever it's quiet, whenever you can focus for a minute or two, Whatever that is. You be flexible. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you've got to get up at 5 a.m. and walk with God. But if that's in your purview to start that way, start that way. Even if it's not, I can give you some suggestions. Before your feet hit the floor, Lord Jesus, help me to love you today. Help me to worship you today. Help me to serve you today. Thank you for dying on the cross saving me. If you've got family still living, thank, them by, thank the Lord for your family by name. God, thank you for what you showed me yesterday. Help me to live in that today. Help me to recognize divine opportunities, be able to speak to someone about you today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I think you can start today like that, and man, you've set the tone and the chord for what's about to, what's about to go ahead. And then if you need coffee or sustenance, or you've got to immediately be on the way. But again, I think you can listen to worship music in the car. I think you can listen to scripture going down the road. I think you can do that. I think you can have some quiet time. Again, at your lunchtime or if you're, again, second or third shift, you can do that. Make sure you do that. God deserves my best. He does not deserve my leftover. And if you're going to put God first, if, you're going to, if he's going to do that, then he, you're going to have an appointment with him that you cannot break. Psalm 63, verse 1, O God, you're my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Mark 1, 35, early in the morning, Jesus, rising up a great while before day, went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. Give God first moments of your day. First moments of your day. Make that appointment. It'll take time. Make that appointment. Again, again if it's lunch, whatever it is. But start that day. Lord, you are important, and you matter to me. Anybody here married? Married? Almost married? Wish you were married. Wish you weren't married. Keep those hands down. <clears throat> Is there anything more deadly than this question? What's wrong? 
Because there's no good answer ever coming after that. And all the men in here said, amen. Because if you hear fine, just go somewhere. Just, just call somebody and say, I'm coming to your house. I'm hiding out. Why? My wife, my husband said, fine. Fine. Well, and men usually say, you know. And then you start the mind reading game. And, 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 and we're there. And we're there. I, uh, 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 it's, been, it's been several years ago. Andre and I got in a tiff. All of you who think we don't do that, that's just fun. And uh, so we had Tiff, kind of Tiff. I had, I had, uh, she'd said something to me. I, I responded. I really did. She didn't hear me. She didn't hear me. And then, you know, an hour later, it was something, something. I'm like, well, what's, what's up with you? Well, I spoke to you a minute ago, and, or, and you didn't respond. I did. I said this. I heard the question and said this. No, you didn't. You may ever figure out you can't win a no, you didn't game. Man, no, you didn't. We're back and forth, and I'm chuckling, which only, only made my wife much happier. And uh, it's worse when she laughs at me. But anyway, I, I just don't handle it at all. And, and we're doing this, and I knew I was right. And there's nothing worse than being right, but you've got to fall on the sword if you're going to keep living there. And, uh, and we're there, and, we're, and we're, we're doing this back and forth. And she said, I was just, I was just offended that I spoke, and you, you didn't speak back. Everybody here gets that whether you're married or not. God has spoken. We get the great privilege to speak back. Give God the first moments of every day. Say, preacher, this is really, really practical. If you want to put God first, it's going to be the simple, practical things. The stuff you feel guilty about from 2022 is the stuff that I got on this list that you didn't do. It's not the great grand works of things. It's just number three, give God the first day of every week. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 16, verse 2, upon the first day of the week, Upon the first day of the week, what did they do? Let every one of you lay him by him in stores. God is prospering. There be no gathering going to come. When they assembled, they gave. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. He is faithful that promised. Let us consider one another to, good, to provoke one another to good works and to love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Henry said it like this. He said, he said COVID, C-19 gave the church a stroke that it has not recovered from. We all of a sudden decided what was optional wasn't when was optional in here. I'm not talking about physical needs. I'm not, I'm not talking about any of that. I've been very clear on those kind of things. But we decided we don't need one another. We don't need fellowship. We don't need worship. We don't need accountability. And let me help you. You need fellowship. You need worship. You need accountability. You need to do life together. You need to grow together. When you say, look, I can sit on the couch and do all these kind of things, you're telling God, I know this is the prescription you gave me, but I don't care. Let me help you. You can put God first, give him. Give him the first day. Give him the first day. <clears throat> Lee Robertson, pastor down Chattanooga for 40 years and Tennessee Temple University. He went all around the country with an, express, an, an, an expression. He said it takes three to thrive. It takes three to thrive. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. <clears throat> for, for basically my health reasons, we, we kind of stopped. We kind of stopped Sunday night, just really not able to do both of these services. And, uh, and you, we so replaced them with groups. <clears throat> and uh, every so often I think, man, I, I really miss Sunday night service. And, and, but I, I enjoy the groups and what we're doing, what we replaced them with. But I, I still believe it, it, takes, it takes to thrive. It takes to thrive. Old timers, man, if the doors was open, I was going to be there. You need, you need a group to grow in. Excuse me, you need a group to grow in. 
<coughs> excuse me, you need a job to serve in. You need people to love. You need those kind of things. John, the last book of the New Testament, he says to Revelation 1, verse 10, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. This is the Lord's day. We worship on Resurrection Day. We remember Christ on Resurrection Day. We do those kind of things. We are to do life together. We are to worship God together. Give God the first part of your income. Leviticus chapter 27 the tithe of the land, whether the seed or the fruit is the Lord's. It's all the Lord's. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Honor the Lord with the first few, with your substance, with the first fruits of all your increase. Then will your barns be filled with plenty and your wine presses burst out with new wine. Matthew 23, Jesus talks to the scribes and the, and the, and the Pharisees. He calls them hypocrites. He says, you're careful about this and you miss the other. Say it with me. God doesn't need your money. God's not trying to raise money. He's trying to raise his children. <clears throat> I caught myself. I had, I had a mentor help me with this. I, I stopped saying it. I stopped saying, man, give your tithes and his offerings. Excuse me. Give, you know, give some of your money to the Lord is what I'm sorry. Excuse me what I should have said. Man, it's all his. I said it Wednesday night. The reason I do like I do and, and give every week is not because I get paid every week. not because Andre gets paid. I, I do it as a reminder. All right bald dude it ain't yours it ain't yours here we go i just work it out and do what i'm supposed to give them could divide it by four or five weeks whatever it is I, i'm so i'm so weird about it i'm so weird because i wasn't preaching last week i didn't go through my normal routine they go with normal routine, and i left i left my offering on my desk at home and some point monday afternoon i saw it when oh no i have not done right by the lord this week and, and so I came over and dropped the thing in, not knowing it wasn't going to be counted until today. But anyway, I was like, Whew. you know, so that's superstitious. No, it's, it is. It absolutely is. But, uh, but I felt bad. I felt bad because I want to do that. I want to I wanna do that. I, want, I need to be reminded. need to be reminded. By the way, some of you have figured that out, and you're on that adventure. Some of you are still looking in. You're going, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we can do that. I don't know. Maybe we can work our way up. Maybe we can give God the pocket change or whatever. Trust God. Trust God. Put him first. Put him first. Malachi's funny. He says, he says, you have robbed me, and I figure it out. And God says, and here's what I'll do. I'll make sure your bag's got holes in it. You'll spend it at the automotive place. You'll spend it on repairs. You'll spend it on dumb stuff. I promise you. I promise you, you'll figure out. You'll figure out you not only can't outgive God, but you don't want to live under the judgment of saying, God, I think I'm going to do with mine instead of, Lord, it's yours, and I'm just a manager of it. Matthew 6, 19, lay not up treasure for yourself where wrath, moth, and rust doth corrupt. Thieves break through and steal. Lay up for yourself treasure in heaven. Well, you just, yeah, Mike, the footers were excellent, right? But the rest of that, man, was done. It was toast out there under, those, uh, under the awning. As well as it was made, just a little bit of water and a little bit of seepage, and all of a sudden we had a lot of problems. You're trying to hold on to stuff that is not meant to be eternal. Why don't you lay up treasure in heaven? Why don't you give? Oh, you guys almost gave $36,000 to missions last year. Just if I'd have known we were that close, I would have, I'd have told somebody or, or I'd, have, I'd have turned Jonathan upside down and got the money out of his pockets. Uh, we were that close. You're that close. You guys figured it out. It's better to it's better to invest in eternity than just just hoard it around here. You guys figured out it's better it's better to make sure 
that we are giving God that. Give God the first consideration in every decision. Give God the first consideration. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord all your heart, lean not your own understanding. I say it like, I almost put it like this. Give God the right of first refusal. Before you make a big decision, Lord, what would you have me do? If you don't have clear leading, clear guidance, just pause and pray. I've seen folks jump jobs, move places, just all kinds of things, and never, ever, and then, Lord, bless my mess. Instead of, Lord, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? What do you want me to do here? You want me to go? Again, until I get a pretty clear yes, I'm okay just pausing. What do you want me to do? How you, who do you want me to marry? How do you want me to do these things? What do you want in my life? Psalm 37, verse 23, steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Give God the right of refusal. What do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do? All these things I've listed, all five of these, indicate that you're trying to have a daily relationship with the Lord. That's how you put him first. Is your relationship with God covered in spent Cheerios? Underneath a Walmart bag of extra outfits? Sippy cups full of jellied, uh, jellied uh, Kool-Aid? Is it fresh? Is it real? Is it an adornment? Put God first. Some of you may need to come. You need to put your check card, your bank card, and say, Lord, I just, I'm going to trust you. Some of you need to come in and you put your calendar. God, I've just been giving you leftovers. I've been getting my spirituality from a meme on social media. Some of you need to go, you know what? I need you, you need me, we need each other. I need, I need to find a group to grow in. You can put God first. David Gibbs Jr. went around the country preaching a simple message. He's a lawyer, worked in front of the Supreme Court. Helped so many churches, Christian schools out. His famous sermon. If you were on trial for being a Christian, there'd be enough evidence to convict you. That's the negative way of saying what I'm saying possibly. Put God first. Lots of competition. Lots of accidentally not putting him where he needs to be. By the way, he is first. You're just acknowledging him in your life. He's absolutely first. Pray with me right now. This is our theme. This is our hope. This is our desire. <clears throat> we'll keep sharing some more things about numbers and goals and stuff you got from last year there. I want to encourage you. Would you, would you put God first? And if God is first, would you pray that God would stay first in your life? <clears throat> I think it's more than a decision. I think it's, I think it's a daily decision. Maybe you want to come, you want to pray for God to be honored and exalted here. You look 